NHL Fantasy. I was a little early. I had like a half half premature crack. It's tough when you're the only one. Like, it's <laughs> not much to do. If you mess it up, everybody's gonna know. If you hit it perfectly, it's just it's just one crack anyway. So you're like, eh. yeah. Well, anyway, uh, podcast one eighty two, December sixteenth, two thousand twenty one. Uh, we talk about bipocalypse, and it's the COVID apocalypse. Uh, in the NFL right now. Perfect so timing much. for the fantasy playoffs. So much COVID. I talk about it a bit in the Thursday night article. If you had a chance to read that, like these two teams playing tonight, Casey and, and LA have been less hit by COVID than a lot of the others, but they still had a couple guys that are out tonight. Chris Jones being one of the, uh, the main ones D line for, uh, for Casey. And then I talked about how they still have a lot of their guys on the field. And then all of a sudden we've got Mike Williams getting dinged up in the first quarter. Donald Parham looks like he, I don't know, was frozen. Got like yeah. the freezing curse and Harry Potter put on him or something. <laughs> but so Yeah, I mean he he that was That's scary. That was not cool to see. Yeah, and Mike Williams got hurt too. But you know, I when you had mentioned uh on the last podcast that the Chargers and the Rams share a stadium, I, I'm like shitting my pants because I'm like, holy shit. So this could now spread through the Chargers and that Thursday night game's up in question. And I got Mike Williams shares all over the place. Yeah, and, and I have no idea how you share a stadium and you're not a close contact with the entire other team. Like, you, like you share a locker room. I mean, it, right? I mean, thankfully, I think what they played Monday night the Rams against Arizona in Arizona, and yeah, now they this may game, have been on yeah, like alternating schedules or whatever. But like, still, this is probably why you shouldn't share stadiums as NFL teams. You have billions of dollars. Like, why don't you just build one? And it, it seems like a scheduling nightmare for the NFL because right. you can't have two games at that stadium on a Sunday. Uh, okay. Well, we're podcast 182, Top com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. We have like a shit ton of news to go over. Um, and it's, it's just Corey and I. So we probably won't have commentary for every single one of these. But right off the top, Urban Meyer getting the boot at out like- of Jacksonville. At like twelve thirty, the no the news broke last night, like midnight thirty, which is absolutely crazy. I mean, uh, I was talking with uh, Patty O about it, and he just goes, "I hope that means they called him and woke him up at like midnight and were like, hey, bud, you're fired.' <laughs> Fuck you." Which is like uh, exactly out. what he deserves from all the stories that have been breaking. I mean, he just seems like an absolute dick that kind of probably as a as a college coach lorded his power over these kids that were thirsty for scholarships and yeah. trying to make it to the league. And then he. Finally kind of matched up against some guys in the NFL that said, fuck you, we make millions of dollars too, pal. Uh, it's like, we earned our way here. You have to earn yours too. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and I mean, you've seen the the last couple of weeks, he's benched James Robinson after a fumble. Like, he doesn't, you're not Bill Belichick, you're not benching a rookie. Like, this isn't stuff that you've earned the right to do. Uh, I understand you're trying to be like the hard head coach, but you see what it got you. Not a lot of wins and out the door within the first year of your five-year contract, so... Adios, bud. He's probably done in the NFL for. I can't ever. see. An, I can't see another uh, another organization bringing him, in, especially with all the outside distractions that was going on—the whole girl in the bar thing, the losing in the locker room. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> he'll, I mean, he'll it, is, it is what it is. But like, 
they shouldn't have, he shouldn't have gotten rid of Gardner Minshew. He should have had right. a backup plan for Trevor Lawrence in case this didn't work out, and and he didn't. And I feel like he was just like naively trying to blame it on others within the offense. So, oh, I we'll mean, see. blaming on others on the offense, blaming it on his coaches, calling them losers. Like you hired these people, so right, just a poor reflection on you, idiot. Yeah, I mean, he had he had full say of everything. When right, he came in. So uh, he's like gone. Boy. Thank God. It's probably good for the team. They'll probably win this week. I don't even know who they're playing, but they'll probably win because you see the teams rally around one of those like interim head coaches that come in that they actually like. And uh, right. But Urban Meyer will be fine. He'll probably latch on with a college program somewhere. I actually, I, I think it'll be difficult for him to do that. I mean, if that's the type of environment he's going to set up, I mean, what if you're a recruit, why would you want to go to a college and work with a coach like? him with the locker room issues that he's had you know so i don't know but he he may who knows uh d hops out for the season so he tore his uh mcl but that was a ongoing thing so i wonder if he got a bad mri or if he like fully he like finally fully tore it yeah and they said this isn't gonna get because you can partially tear it and it can heal itself Right after rest, <laughs> which he, which mean, he didn't resting. really rest. He took like two weeks off. Really, well, he took two weeks going into the bye, right? Yeah, and um, so he had like three weeks. But yeah, so he's out for the season, which is, I mean, it's a massive now, blow. I did see a story that said he could play or he could possibly make it back for playoffs. I don't know how you do that from a torn MCL, but I, I mean, I've seen torn MCL. And now I've seen that he's gonna maybe make it back, but that seems yeah. bad. It seems wrong. It seems incorrect. Uh. However you slice it, I wouldn't do it. I'd say, hey, like you're a franchise wide receiver. You are really the the best player on this team. Why don't you just rest up? We'll do it without you. I mean, they they won games without him. It's not like they need right. They would they'd love to have they him. They got James like, Conner. James Conner, who's also dinged up. But yeah. I mean, like they've got talent at wide receiver. You can play Rondell Moore a little bit more. Christian Kirk's still fine. Fullback touchdown. Casey Chiefs fullback touchdown. Yeah, Michael who Burton. is that? Burt oh Burton. Um Yeah, I mean they have they have options. I'm I am curious about the coming back and playing on the torn MCL. I, I would imagine he's not going to have surgery. I mean, it's four weeks. Yeah. Well, assume they get the first round by. It's five weeks before they would need him to play. I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Either way, for fantasy, I think he's done. Um, so that that sucks. And then TJ Hawkinson, he's over for the season. Uh, he had thumb surgery. So yeah, and this another was, massive like, blow. Kind of something that came out of nowhere in in so far as like maybe what two weeks ago we started seeing him pop up as questionable on injury reports, and then he missed last week with uh, he was a doubtful all week, and then he missed the game, and then all of a sudden he's going for a surgery. I mean, could be that the Lions are like officially eliminated. They, I mean, they've been pretty damn yeah. close for a while, but uh, yeah, I mean, thumb surgery is no joke. You've seen Will Fuller trying to battle back from a finger surgery for fourteen <laughs> weeks now, so. Uh, Get well, TJ. I uh, appreciate you winning. Helped me win that bet over Mango. Mango, pay me. And, uh, <laughs> hey, we'll get there. We'll see him next season. I mean, he's still an elite tight end in this league. Um, hopefully the Lions will add some pieces around him so he doesn't have to do everything himself. But it's what you get. You know, you catch as many balls as this guy does, you're going to eventually get hurt. Yeah, it was the NFL. I mean, shit, shit's going to happen. Um, all right, we can get to some of the, the injuries too. So uh, a lot of these are labeled as illness. Which basically just means they're sick, but they're not on the COVID list. We're called pre-COVID. Or it's pre, like pre-COVID. It's it's very alarming uh, when you're having all these cases break, and then you're seeing other guys on the same team with cases breaking within quote unquote illness. Um, they're calling it non-COVID illness, but I think it's just non-COVID until it is. Um, right until they put, test positive at this right. point. And it's really, really something to monitor. I mean, 
I mean, this guy, if you pop up with an illness and then on Sunday you end up with it switching over to COVID and you're out, like, that's a big deal. When, uh, let me look at some of these names. we got uh, Montgomery, Monty from the Bears, uh, Khalil Herbert, and Cole Komet. Like, those are three playable... I mean, Monty and Monty is certainly 100% playable. And then if you stashed Herbert, because Monty, you have Monty, right. now you have neither. You're down to who? Uh, Damien Williams? And how is he not going to be a close contact if these guys <laughs> and are... He had, he had COVID earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, and and what, what is nerve-wracking about this whole thing to me is the, the how quickly it's spreading. So not only does Monty have... I mean, we're just picking the Bears because that's the first three that, that we need to talk about. Uh, Monty, Herbert, and uh, Cole Komet. But how does that spread to the rest of the team, right? Like, how does that spread to Darnell Mooney? I mean, you're in a room with Darnell Mooney going over offensive plays, and they just today locked everybody down and said, you guys can no longer meet. You have to do Zoom calls. You have to do all this stuff. So, I mean, they would have been exposed previously, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about what, at the end of the day, boils down to a respiratory illness. So you're like, you are breathing it into the air and they're saying that this Omicron variant is supposed to be super uh, well-traveled through Wait, the, what through it, the air. Wait, what is it? I think it's Omicron. Omicron. Oh, the, oh, yeah, I can't pronounce it. I, I people, thought it was something else. I keep seeing people call it Omicron. I'm like, where are you getting that second end from, guys? It's not even on the, it's not even on the field. <laughs> I just want to say it. But yeah, so whatever it's called. I, they're saying it travels through the air really well as opposed to some of the other ones. So maybe more people will get it. Who freaking knows? Nobody, that's the thing. Nobody knows. Nobody We're just knows. guessing. And then no. people are testing positive. I mean... It, right now, it's just it's just it's alarming because we're going into fantasy playoffs, right? And I mean, Marquise Brown, he's gotten he's non COVID illness, and uh, Lamar Jackson did not practice with an ankle. I mean, you're talking about two massive pieces for the Baltimore Ravens as they continue to hunt for a playoff spot, right? Which is really really close in the AFC North. I mean, you have four teams there that could make playoffs. You have the the Bengals, the Steelers, the uh, the Ravens, and the other one. The, the Browns. One, the Browns. I mean, I think the Browns are probably yeah. out of it, just given all the issues that they have going on. But yeah, I mean, it's a pretty shitty division as far as records go. I mean, I think I think since he's leading it. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to have them. Kareem Hunt did not practice. He had a knee injury. I don't think he plays this, this Sunday. No, I mean, he went out early in yeah. uh, last week's contest, so... If he's, still, if, he's, if he's yeah, if he's still not practicing, and you still have Nick Chubb there, like why rush him back? If you are going to even attempt to make a playoff push, why don't you get Kareem Hunt healthy? Let's take a look at the AFC North actual standings so I can know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, Ravens are eight and five, Browns and Bengals are seven and six, and the Steelers are six six and one. So with that tie, they're still in the still in the hunt. I mean, any of these guys can make a, a wild card push in the AFC with how close it is. I mean, two wins puts you at the top of the division, two losses gets you out of it. So. Big weeks coming up for them, and like like we said, I mean, Marquise Brown, Lamar Jackson, Kareem Hunt, those are massive pieces for two teams in the AFC North as they try to battle for playoff positioning or, or berth, however you want to look at it. The the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make the fucking playoffs, aren't they? I mean, they would be the team, like, somehow <laughs> would. to finagle their way in because they'll have a tiebreaker with that tie they have. Like, instead of having a loss, they'll have a tie, and somehow that right. benefits you, which I fucking hate. I hate ties. I hate ties. It shouldn't be done in in professional sports. Certainly not professional football. I mean, no. where you only play sixteen games, you're going to let a team tie after one five minute overtime period. Like, give me a break. Uh, Seventeen now. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. No, your face. <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously. And and, and it, I mean, like you yeah. have you have it's a it's a lot different story when you talk about hockey where you have eighty two games. Like 
okay, you want to have ties? Great. And teams get points based on the tie system. And then you don't really have a tie. You can still go to a shootout. Like, it's yeah, easy. I was going to say, there's the opportunities for them to still win yeah, the game get, and not be... Exactly. You get overtime points and then you have overtime losses and whatever. You know, it's a whole thing. But like soccer, you play a fucking thousand games. Like, okay, you can tie a couple of them. whoop de doo It doesn't matter. Like, Plus, it take it could take like an hour in soccer for them to score, yeah, <laughs> score a goal. So exactly, uh, I don't want to watch for that long. But anyway, uh, James Conner still not practicing with an ankle injury. Not good. They're saying no. it's not a high ankle, which is good, but it's still an injury to a who a guy who has had ankle injuries in the past and is a certainly considered injury prone um, throughout his entire career. So. Certainly something to monitor. Chase Edmonds, I believe, I is would, supposed to come back. I was just going to look up to see if we had any news on on Edmonds, and I, I don't think that we do. I think that I would imagine that they're going to. Ah, oh shit! That's Eno Benjamin. God damn it! <laughs> uh, all right, he's somewhere. Uh, right. I, I, I got him. We got we got no news other than he was activated last week off of IR for Monday Night Football and didn't play. So. He's still on oh, Herbert just threw a pick. So he's one week closer to coming back, but we don't know if he actually will. If he does, I'd expect a very, very limited James Conner this week. I would I would not expect the Cardinals to overuse him if Edmonds is healthy enough to play. I'd expect it to be Edmonds with the Eno Benjamin breather. If yeah. Edmonds does not play and Connor's active, then you're trotting Connor out in all your lineups as you have you have as you have all year. Yeah, and I, I mean, if you're the Cardinals, too, like, I don't know there's that much to worry about with Connor either. I mean, he has a fantastic season, so it's it's almost like just just let the dude sit and rest. Yeah, so. But if he's active and you're a fantasy owner, you're probably plugging him into your lineup based on what he's giving you all year. I mean, and you're just hoping for him to fall forward into the end zone once. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift, still not practicing with a knee injury, and it, that's massive news because Jamal Williams is on the COVID list. I guess I can probably just go scratch that name off the COVID list uh, update right now. Uh, so that leaves Craig Reynolds and Iguabike and Jamar Jefferson, which are all nobodies. I mean, yeah, it'll. I mean, if Craig Reynolds, you said had a good game last week, I mean, maybe he's the the new favorite, which is he's, great. If if these two guys sit, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, plug them in. Yeah, I I mean, he's my dart throw this week, and yeah. At the end they, of the day, that, that's my reasoning for it. So at, I guess with the number of COVID and injuries that you're going to be looking at this week, if you're in fantasy playoffs and Craig Reynolds is sitting out unowned in your league, you got to grab him. I mean, you have to grab him because if these guys sit, it's all going to be opportunity. Whoever has whoever has the guy that they plug in that gets 20 carries, you'll probably win. You'll probably win that matchup. Well, I mean, and not only are we dealing with COVID, I mean, we're, we still have a shit ton of people to talk about. I mean, and they're running backs. Tony Pollard, limited. And is the first time that he that he's practiced in a week and a half, two weeks. So he's limited still with a foot injury. Uh, I'll just run through a handful of these names. Leonard Fournette didn't practice with an ankle. Aaron Jones didn't practice with an illness. Damian Harris limited with a hamstring. Both of the Broncos running backs, Jamal Williams and, and Gordon, are banged up. Williams didn't practice. Gordon's limited with a hip and a thumb. Miles Sanders is limited. I mean, I, 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 I just listed off eight running backs that should be in everyone's lineup that are currently limited going into a Thursday in which the NFL just said we need to shut down. Yeah. So these guys aren't getting any practice reps. And on top of which, we have Saturday games this week. So some of these guys, Damian Harris, for example, has less time to get healthy. Uh, He's playing a day early. So, I mean, these are guys, like you said, that are 
plug and plays for your lineup, like 100% start. We're talking about in the range of 95 to 100% start ability from Tony Pollard, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Damian Harris, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Miles Sanders. Like every single name there is a must start. So you either have their handcuff or need to go get them as we, you know, plunge <laughs> yes. through waivers. Yes. And, and again, stressing the handcuff thing, be ready to make sure that you have a backfield. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll, you're going to have to keep your, your eye on it and we're going to, we'll try and move through some of these a little bit, uh, quicker. Darren, uh, blah. Darren Waller, he's out with a knee injury. Um, Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts was limited and it still does not sound very optimistic that he's going to play. No, they said high ankle this morning, which is the first time I've heard high ankle for him, uh, yet, which is bad. So. Not good. No. And Gardner Minshew <laughs> played fine. It, well, so at what point do you as as the Eagle, as Sirianni, just say, we're going to roll with Minshew? Because listen, I mean, it, it Philly was playing well, and they were scoring a lot of points. It was all off of the back of Jalen Hurts and his rushing ability. If he's got an ankle issue, putting him out there, is it, he cannot pass. Right. Asking Jalen Hurts to be a pocket passer is not going to yield you wins. So I would, like now, if you ask me when's the point, now is the point that I would say that as Sirianni. Like, Minshew's our guy. Until Jalen Hurts is 100% healthy and can do Jalen Hurts things on the field, he doesn't help us as a football If I'm Bill Belichick and I'm sitting there, I'm going to go, this puts us in the best position to win the game. I made the decision I thought would make the best <laughs> position for the team. Like, that's it. That's right. like that's your whole answer, and that's the only answer you need to give. And Bill Belichick's given it for 20 years, so Sirianni should be taking a page out of that book and say, Gardner Minshew puts the Philadelphia Eagles in the best spot to win a game in the NFC East, which is still a crapshoot, and you could probably still make the playoffs. Well, that yeah, that one's that one's still very similar to what it was last year. I think maybe the Giants are out of it. Yeah, the Giants um, are out at 4-9, and nine, but Washington and the Eagles are both 6-7, and seven, and the Cowboys are running away with it at 9-4. and four. But again, we're talking about wild card chases. Like, 6-7, and seven, you, you win three games, you're right in it. Oh, yes, yes. Um... Josh Reynolds. If I'm, well, I was just gonna say, if I'm Sirianni, I may just stick with Minshew anyway because I think Jalen Hurts sucks. But I think, I I think mean, he's the better, <laughs> like he's the better pocket passer without a without a oh, doubt. Oh yeah, absolutely. Certainly not as mobile as Jalen Hurts. Not but nobody was gonna argue that. But what do you need as a, as the Philadelphia Eagles? You don't need your quarterback to run the ball. That's not what teams need across the board. They need a guy who can throw. And if Jalen Hurts can't hit, you know, Jalen Rieger who continues to drop the ball, which is not even anybody's fault other than his. Uh, Darius Slayton, I mean, sorry, not Darius Slayton, um, Devontae Smith has kind of fallen off the last yeah. several weeks, so hopefully Gardner Minshew can get him back on on track, but uh, Quez Watkins. Uh, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard yeah, actually had a fantastic he, game. He did. Very good game going into the bye. Which is what you expect with Gardner Minshew playing quarterback as your tight ends to dominate. Yeah. Um, Josh Reynolds. Yeah, so Josh Reynolds has actually been a nice little fantasy play the last four weeks or so, three weeks or so. Uh, he was limited with a thigh issue. It's not a very good Detroit team, and they're not going to have their running backs. If there was a week where, like, Josh Reynolds would have been the perfect, like, flex replacement. So he's limited. Uh, McKissick didn't practice. Curtis Samuel didn't practice. I don't know that either of them are really on the radar, but again... Yeah. They're likely free agents in many people's leagues, and if you're going to get smacked by the COVID bug, I mean, those are two guys that are in an offense that has to score some points and win a game. 
Yeah, it looked like McKissick was going to play last week until he didn't. Um, and now to see that the concussion is still lingering is is not a good thing. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I don't know. Even if he is healthy, he's not really cracking many lineups. But McKissick, certainly, with the way the running back landscape looks, he's startable if he plays. Yeah, Gibson looked hurt, too, last week. Yeah, he, he only, not he only ended up with like five points, which is not what you need out of him. It, and it was like under 30 yards or something like that. Uh, Adam Thielen didn't practice. I don't know that we see Adam Thielen again this this year. We'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah. yeah, Adam Thielen doing Adam Thielen things right now. Which is, I mean, if you are looking for a guy, K.J. Osborne's the one to own. I yeah. Mean, it, obviously, Justin Jefferson's the one to own. But backup guys, K.J. Osborne has been useful every game, almost every game he's played this year. Yeah, and I think it puts uh, Conklin in tight end uh, streaming conversation as well. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin still limited with a concussion, so he hasn't cleared protocol. So we'll see what goes on there. Yeah, he and, looked and bad that, too. I mean, that looked like a serious yeah. concussion, so I wouldn't expect him back. Yeah, we've seen we've seen worse though. Devontae oh, yeah. Adams. I oh. mean, Devontae Adams looked like he died. Devontae Adams looked like he was out cold on the field that that time, and he just popped up and was good to go. Yeah, I think he finished the game. Uh, DJ Moore, he's limited with a hamstring. Uh, fun news about the Panthers. They uh, made it a point to come out and say that Sam Darnold is designated to return from the IR. Pretty sure I could have sworn they just wrote off Sam Darnold and were like, we're not going to use him. But PJ Walker and Cam Newton have been that bad yeah. <laughs> that they need to go and bring Sam Darnold back. So yeah, we'll they're, see. They're realistically like not startable. So uh, if, if Darnold comes back, I'm not saying that he played great before he was hurt. I mean, he started off the season hot, but. The Panthers are five and eight. They're probably just about dead in the water. If DJ Moore has a bad hammy, I mean, good luck. Yeah, I mean, does it? I don't. I don't know. If that makes me feel comfortable either. Starting, you know, Robbie Anderson. He had a big game the other week, but I mean, if if your options are PJ Walker and Cam Newton, it, it's not going to be great. I would start Robbie Anderson if Sam Darnold somehow magically gets cleared to play. Um, I don't know though. Cam Cam Cam's throwing at Anderson. Darnold Darnold will have to be forced to. I'm so. just worried that like one bad mistake by Cam sits him on the bench and then brings PJ Walker in. Right. Well, you got that scenario you're gonna play out too. Right. You might might as well be safe and if you have better options, <laughs> yeah. have better options. I'm mostly steering and clear of the Panthers. Uh, and uh, Elijah Mitchell, he's uh, limited with a concussion in the knee, so that leaves Jeff Wilson, who has sucked. Yeah, I mean he's I mean he's a he's a veteran back who never really was able to pop out. So yeah. yeah, I don't want really any part of that backfield either. I mean Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty, none of them have been effective with Mitchell missing time. So uh, Debo Samuel's the best running back on that team. <laughs> there you go, perfect. All right, that's the list of injuries. Now COVID, Kobe's. Uh, we talked about. Uh, most of these players, but we'll talk about them again. Odell, Tyler Higby, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, big, literally all the Browns, the whole Browns team. Um, Alexander Madison, Kadarius Tony, Tyler Lockett. Uh, Jesus, I, I, these are some repeats. We didn't get some on there. Tyler Lockett and Jalen Waddle hit the uh, the COVID list today, and those are, I mean, two of the biggest fantasy names I feel like right now that have that have hit the COVID list. Alex Collins hits the COVID list. A-Rob hits the COVID list. Gal- <laughs> All of the the Dolphins' backfield yep. uh, hits COVID, which is crazy. I mean, Malcolm Brown is a the guy they brought in we haven't seen much of, so maybe he's an interesting little play. Um, 
But besides that, like you said, Jalen Waddell and Tyler Lockett are probably the ones we should be focusing on here. I, I mean, in addition to Odell Beckham, he had a fantastic week last week and looked like he was finally part of the Rams offense. But Tyler Lockett has been the wide receiver in Seattle. I mean, DK Metcalf has been quiet for a while now. So uh, Tyler Lockett going down is freaking huge. And then Jalen Waddell had an outside shot at being a wide receiver one on the season. Yeah. And he probably loses that now by missing a game. But that's a massive a massive hit because you almost guaranteed had him locked into your lineup the whole season. Yep. Or at least you should have. I mean, Will Fuller's... Will Fuller's never playing football again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. He, uh, uh, luckily, Miami only gave him one year. Yeah. Will Fuller came out... Uh, well, not even... He didn't come out and say, but the news on him today was that he's not expected to practice this week at all, which is like... Dude, you broke your finger like nine well, weeks now, ago. Now he can't. Russell Wilson had a surgery after you got hurt. <laughs> Got healthy, came back, and is playing quarterback where he throws the ball, you know, 40 times a game. Yeah. I need you to catch three balls. Like, get out there and run. Just, Don't, go, just go be open. Go be a decoy. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thank, like you Fully. said, thank God they gave him one year. Yeah, well, they can get out of it, and hopefully they, they stay out of it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so, all right. So, there, there goes that. I am almost certain there will be more players that hit COVID. So, I, I don't think I can stress this. Like... You have to start paying attention to news. You yeah. know, before you maybe get away with it and wait until Saturday or Sunday to figure it out, you need to be looking at it actively now because especially those in continuous waivers, you you need to be able to adjust on the fly. You can't just go in on a Sunday and just pick a guy up. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, in that, uh, you know, with that thought process, I agree. And then even... On the other side, if you're not in continuous waivers, you need to have your alert set for Adam Schefter and, uh, you know, rap sheet yeah. because then you, you it's a race to players. Like, okay, right. this guy just got announced for COVID. He's not playing Sunday, but it's Thursday. Like, you need to dive in and pick up the guy instantly. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you're in a shallow league and, like, Tony Pollard's out there, or, like, Alexander Madison and Cook or oh, yeah. Zeke hit, hit COVID, yeah. No, that's a good, that's a great point. Um, all right. Let's get into our start and sits of the week, and fingers crossed that they don't hit the COVID list. Uh, and I, I, I will say I'm not going to change any of these guys. So if they hit the COVID list, they hit it. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to, to play this game sometimes. But uh, my start of the week is Dak Prescott. Um, and in the one quarterback league, he really hasn't been what you wanted of Dak you know, lately. Uh, but he did have a very good game against the Giants earlier this season. Threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. He threw a pick. He had, you know, 21, 22 fantasy points. Uh, and I think that he can replicate that again. I also like the fact that it's a divisional opponent. The Cowboys are going to need to stay up in that division. And they have not played well. So I'm hoping this is a get-right game for the Cowboys. I'm also starting Zeke. So I hope he comes out and just explodes and throws the ball all over the field and ends up with a similar stat line, maybe without the pick and maybe he rushes it around. But I'm really hoping he gets that 24 to 26 point DAC type of week. And I think he can do it against the Giants. It's just I think the last couple of weeks might have deterred a lot of people from Dak Prescott. I mean, we were just kind of talking about it earlier. I mean, really all of the Cowboys have not looked good. I mean, Zeke hasn't really looked that good. You've lost a little bit of confidence in him there. So... I think this is a good week to continue path with your Dallas Cowboys and keep them in your lineups. 
Yeah, I mean, the last two weeks he's given you 12 <laughs> points, and that's not what you've expected from Dak and, you know, grown to expect from him. Uh, he's still quarterback 12 on the season, but that's far beneath the QB5 you probably had him projected yeah. as, if not better. I think I had him as a top three. So Yeah, I did uh, too. I've been expecting a little bit more from the guy. Got him in a few leagues, so I'd, I'd love for you to be right here. Um, my start this week is Hunter Renfro, though. He has killed it, and he's not really getting the respect he deserves. He's a 66% start and sleeper right now, which is mostly Dynasty League, so you're assuming a little bit deeper. And you'd expect that number to be closer to 80-85. In Yahoo, it's 79%, but that's redraft, so it's kind of inconsistent with what I would have expected to see. But the last three weeks, he's 17, 14, and 22 points. And he's playing Cleveland, who we just talked about having a million COVID issues. So normally, I'd probably say this is a bit of a cop-out, but... With that low of a start percentage and sleeper at 66%, I was like, I'm going to steal Hunter Renfro and uh, just chuck him in so there. So I I did the same exact thing with Hunter Renfro last week, and I played him in fantasy. And I looked at him, and I said, Hunter Renfro is having an incredible fucking season. I traded him for like uh, uh, two-thirds and a fourth in our dynasty league, and I'm kicking myself in the ass for it. Yeah, I mean, he's been under eight targets, one, two, three, four, five times on the season, and then two of those games was seven targets. So it's like, it's a fantastic year for the kid. He's currently wide receiver 12, so he's a, he's a wide receiver one in 12-team leagues. And then you're looking at, he's only got five touchdowns. So if he was ramping up touchdowns even in the eight to 10 range, you're looking at a massive, maybe wide receiver five season. So, yeah, uh, great breakout year for the kid. Twenty five years old. I mean, uh, hopefully, you just keep keep getting peppered by uh, by Derek Carr because he's got fourteen and ten targets the last two weeks. So, yeah, if you can get to that it ten helps. to twelve target range, and, and with Darren Waller out, it's a fantastic start. And that's probably a big part of it. I mean, if Darren Waller's on the field, he's getting the, the half those looks probably, but. Take advantage of your opportunities. He's doing it. Yep. It's always good. Uh, check in on Mike Williams. He's back out on the field. <gasps> I saw you point so, at him. I was like, 81. Beautiful. Like, Love there to see you go. It. It's very good. Donald Parham, we're not sure about. Uh, I don't know. We're seeing Donald Parham for the rest of the season. I don't know. Then, then again, who knows? I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Devontae Adams. Adams. Uh, Scotty's starting Mike Kosicki. I'm also st- starting Mike Kosicki, so I, I just made this Scotty start. And Scotty's also starting Tua, so it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Uh, they play the Jets. So, enough said. Uh, also, no Jalen Waddle. So, there's that. Yeah, Target's got to go somewhere. Mike Kosicki's a good option. Friend of the program. Uh, I'm also sitting Rashad Penny. Hate this guy. <laughs> I just, I don't think he's talented. No, I mean, you got to start him. You got to start him in your been, lineup. <laughs> it's been, what, five years, four years, five years that Rashad Penny's in, been in the league. He's been on the IR more than he's been active. He had a great game last week. Alex Collins is on the COVID list. I get it. But they are going to the Rams, and the Rams are pretty goddamn good. (laughs) So I don't like the idea that Seattle is going to have to lean on Rashad Penny for the run game against a superior defense. Uh, Listen, he had a great game last week. It was against fucking Houston. Right. Like, Houston, of all teams. I think I'm not... Taking that one game to say, oh, Rashad Penny, you know, he's finally breaking out. No, he just, it was a terrible team, and he had, he, uh, yeah, he took advantage of the opportunity. That's fine. You also have to be good to take advantage of that opportunity, and, you know, a below, uh, I don't, what, what's below average? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean f- pretty far below average running back against a, a, a great defense. I just don't see it in the cards. And I think it's fool's goal because he had that good week. Right. And if you're following the general Rashad Penny formula, it's huge potential breakout week followed by season ending IR knee injury. So <laughs> I will expect that next week on schedule within the first quarter. It's the Trent Richardson effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a massive gap run into the blockers directly. Um, my running back sit or my sit is also a running back. Josh Jacobs, um, also a, a Raider. Didn't really realize I did that, but, um, I know everybody's probably scrambling and they're like, Oh, Josh Jacobs, he's playing the Browns. The Browns are really, really sick and they got all these COVID issues. And then they've got, uh, Kenyon Drake, who's on IR now for the season. And the, he's the only running back there. I don't give a shit that he's the only one running back there. Cause I don't think he's that good. I don't, yeah. Mike, I don't think he's very good. He sucks. Mike, he's, you know what? I don't even know if he knows how to run the football. But no, I mean, he's got, last week, he gave you seven and a half points against Casey. Casey is a fantastic defense. They've really ramped it up the last few weeks, and uh, they were, the, the Raiders were down the entire game, so he didn't really have the opportunity. I think you're looking at a Cleveland team that might be getting a little discounted on the defensive side. Yes, they have a ton of COVID issues, but most of them are offense, offensive line, and coaches. Their defense is still fairly intact, and that front four with miles garrett and uh the other guy jadavian Clowney. yeah i still don't want josh jacobs run into them because they're freak athletes they're monsters they're not gonna let josh jacobs just run rampant and really if you're focusing on somebody in this offense it's probably josh jacobs to make sure he's not the one who kills you if Derek carr wants to sling it to hunter renfro i'll let him be the one who beats me but that's really about it so i'm taking away the run game i think that's what cleveland's gonna look to do if they do that josh jacobs is in for another sub 10 point week which is just not startable in fantasy playoffs yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say, fun fun little thing about uh, Jadavian Clowney. He was legitimately chasing down Lamar Jackson when uh, the Browns played the Ravens. Like, the dude's good. Yeah, he's a freak. Uh, Texans just shit that team away. It's like, they had a solid team, and they just, they Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Away. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins will try to get like a fourth for him. Get real, we'll just, uh, we'll just, just cut him. Cut him. <laughs> just cut him. <laughs> See you later. Uh, Scotty sitting Chuba. The Panthers are playing the Bills. It's a very, very tough matchup. And on top of that, Amir Abdul is, seems to be getting quite a bit of passing work. Uh, Hubbard didn't really have that great of a game. No, he did not. He so. really hasn't been the Chuba Hubbard that he was when he first replaced CMC earlier in the season. Maybe he's tired. Maybe he's worn down. Who knows what it is? Maybe he's taken on more of a workload than he expected. But, I mean, this is a good sit. I, I wouldn't yeah. play him either. Yeah. Unless you have to. I mean, there's going to be a situation for people out there that had CMC and picked up Chuba, and he's their flex running back now. It just is what it is. Hey, we get sleepers and dart throws to do, though. And I just noticed they're all running backs. So if you're looking for a running back, here you go. Maybe go with one of these guys. My sleeper is Dearness Johnson. Uh, Dearness Johnson's done fantastic filling in for for the Browns, and I do not expect Kareem Hunt to play. And if he doesn't play, Dearness Johnson's going to touch the ball ten times. The fact of the matter is, with the Browns, Nick Chubb has not really been the twenty twenty two carry back that I think a lot of people expected him to be at the beginning of the season. I'm sure there's been games where he's touched the ball that many times. It's not consistent. It's all over the place. And the Browns clearly want to be using two running backs when they can. Dearness Johnson did fine when both Chubb and Hunt were out, and they just absolutely fed him the ball. And then 
you know, Nick Chubb comes back, Kareem Hunt doesn't, and, and Dearness Johnson's still involved. If there's an opportunity for Dearness Johnson to get 10 to 15 touches in this offense, I think he has a pretty solid game. Uh, and again, if you're if you're scrambling, if you're DeAndre Swift and a Jamal Williams owner, and you you did what we told you to do, go get your handcuffs in these in these types of offenses. You don't have either of those guys now, and you need to go get a running back. Dearness Johnson is not a bad play if you if you have to do it. Yeah, a million percent agree. Um, my guy's another running back who's probably sitting out there on your waiver wire because he hasn't done anything for a long time. Last week he had a decent game, so maybe you snagged him on waivers. But Devin Singletary goes up with the Bills against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are a great defense. They've stopped everybody seemingly all year. But last week, for whatever reason, Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson both posted double-digit point games, 11 and 12 respectively. So if you're looking for a running back that can maybe sneak into the end zone, grab some points, Devin Singletary is not a bad option. They're not going to use him in the running game. I don't care if the Bills are up by 40. They're not going to run the ball with him a ton. But he caught six balls last week on seven targets and scrambled into the end zone. So if I can get something similar to that, even without the running work, fantastic. If they are up by 40, which they could be, maybe they will run with him. I don't want to bank on that, but he's a running back at the end of the day. Right. Maybe well, he'll touch the ball. Maybe he'll touch it. Uh, I mean, they, they they threw the ball 52 times last week. I mean, they, this is the team that is not afraid to just say, you know what? Fuck the run game. And the, the one caveat to that is that Josh Allen ran the ball a ton, but now he's got his foot injury. So if they're going to kind yeah, of you know pl- play him with kid gloves, kind of take care of him, Maybe they say, hey, let's turn and hand it off instead of you running and hurting that foot a little bit more because they're still making a playoff push. I mean, they're still favorites for the wild card in the AFC. While they're not leading the division. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah, exactly. Or I don't believe they're leading the division. No, they're not. The, the Patriots are. Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know what would have happened after the, after the bye week. Uh, I know Scotty's sleeper is Deontay Foreman. Uh, Justin Herbert just ran in the touchdown. Uh, Deontay Foreman, I mean, he's, he's been pretty solid for the Titans. Um, so it makes sense that, you know, especially in this, this space that we're in right now that, you know, Deontay Foreman is a sleeper type. Um, who did, who does Tennessee play? Why am I totally blanking on this? New Orleans? No, they don't play New Orleans. Uh, God damn it! I, I I don't think it really matters. Uh, do they play? Whatever. They play uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, so it's a, it's an it's an all right matchup. Yeah, just like I guess Pittsburgh right off the bat. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get in Dartos. I I do I do just uh, real quick so I get the update on Parham immobilized and brought directly to the hospital. Ugh, that's so not good. he was wiggling his fingers and stuff like that, but. That does not sound good, and sounds like oh, maybe he screwed his neck up. Wiggling your fingers can be reflexive too. It's not necessarily that you have full function of your extremities, so uh, that's not good. Not good. Prayers up for Donald Parham. Hopefully, it's all right because he's had a good year. Um, you'd love to see him. I I like him as a player, and yeah. I, it's I'm waiting for the day that something tragic happens on the NFL football field that we have to watch it. I mean, it, I don't know if. If you ever watched NASCAR or anything, but when oh, yeah. Dale Earnhardt died on the, on the track, like that's some scary shit to I mean, watch on TV. I mean, you saw um, Ryan Shazier all those years Shazier, ago. Oh, that, that was yeah, a that's scary one, disgusting. And, and he's never played football again, never will. But at least he's up and walking. You know, aggressive rehab program. But yeah, you, you watched that and you went like, it looked like nothing. You know, put his head down, caught a weird angle, and you've seen it a couple times on like punts and kickoff returns and stuff. But Shazier was just middle of the field, wrong place, wrong time. 
catch us you know what we used to call a stinger back when we played and you're like oh man my neck's a little something's wonky. wrong i got a pinched nerve i think but i can't feel my feet coach. get out there you pussy yeah take some take some smelling salts and get on the field bud but no i mean the terrifying stuff i mean these are absolutely elite specimens running at 20 plus miles an hour uh right yeah head on into each other at at hundreds of times a game yeah it's so anyway shocking scary, it's not more rel- uh, more regular occurrence really uh, I, th- I thought it's actually been pretty good this season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but yeah, we, we anyway. just had a million ankle and hammy injuries <laughs> and calf strains and, calves and, and, and now COVID again. Yeah. Uh, but all right, we'll give you some some dart throws to chuck on if you're super deep leagues. You don't know what's going on. Uh, I need a guy I'm going Craig Reynolds. He had 11 touches last week. I think he posted something like 60 yards, 80 yards. I don't know. He he wasn't fantastic, and I mean he very well could not get that this week. Uh, but if DeAndre Swift isn't out there, if Jamal Williams isn't out there, I legitimately may go and pick up Craig Reynolds and put him in a starting lineup. Like, I think this is the week where we need to be close with our dart throws because there's going to be situations where somebody has to make a last minute decision and go, oh, fuck, there's nobody there. I need to go and pick up Craig Reynolds. So guy to keep your name on. And monitor what's going on in the, in the Detroit uh, backfield. They play Arizona um, at home, which is, you know, a good thing to be at home. It's a decent little matchup. I mean, he could have success. If, if you're desperate enough in your flex spot, I don't mind checking a dart on this guy. Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is a week where dart throws are going to be important. I mean, the number of COVID people that are going to miss this week is just going to continue to grow. Um, injuries are going to continue to come through and, and people are going to sit out weeks. So uh, especially the teams that think they have it locked up. I mean, some of these guys can sit too. So I've got Amir Abdullah as my dart throw. You mentioned he's been seeing some receiving work. He's been around two, four, five uh, targets almost every week for the past like six weeks. Hasn't found the end zone. If he does, beautiful. But in this game, if we expect Carolina be, to be down against Buffalo, he should see an increased role. I mean, Chuba Hubbard is not dominated like we just talked about. He's a sit for Scott for a reason. Amir Abdul might be somebody that has at least the opportunity to be on the field a little bit more, see some receiving work. And if you're in a uh, full PPR league, great. That's probably a great spot to play him. If you're in half PPR, I do that. Standard format, I probably would still stay away from him uh, just because you're going to want those extra points from the receptions. But in those formats, I mean, he has viable starting ability as a flex play, especially if you're in a 14-team, two-flex league. Yeah. I mean, that's somebody that you should should be well, looking and at. It, and it only takes one, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, And that's what we're looking for with these dart throws is it, yeah. it, it only takes one. The and one it, guy who has a shot at finding the end zone for whatever reason in any given week, a little bit increased chance. I mean, Craig Reynolds, if he's on the field, he could be a huge, huge hit at dart throw. Uh, I mean, if the top two guys, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, are out, yeah, you can, I mean, there's no reason he couldn't see 20, 20 carries. Yeah, I mean, if he sees twenty carries as a dart throw, I'll feel bad, <laughs> but I, like I won't. Uh, but yeah, wins he, a win. Amir Abdul has been interesting just because of the amount of uh, targets he had, and then now Scotty's got Duke Johnson, and a lot of that is because of the you know Miami brought Duke Johnson in clearly because. Gaskin, Ahmed, and uh, there's somebody else. I think it's Ger- Gerald Dokes, Philip Lindsay. They're all on the COVID list, so it leaves Malcolm Brown and Duke Johnson. That's a team that has utilized their running backs in a in a pretty versatile way. Yeah, you're not going to win the game just by you know the three yard slug of Malcolm Brown just you know yeah. slowly plopping his way down the field. Now I think Malcolm Brown's actually a fantastic you know sleeper dart throw as well if you need it. 
Duke Johnson just has that ability to break one. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Malcolm Brown could have been slotted into any of these spots for us. Maybe he's Craig's pick. We don't really know yet. But Craig's the one who texts us that uh, all the running backs are dead, right? So Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he'll pop up. But like you said, Duke Johnson has always been the guy who can take one pass to the house. And Tua can only throw the ball like five yards at a time. So Yeah, and there's no Jalen Waddle. Perfect little check down. Yeah. If it's not Mike Kosicki, it could be Duke Johnson. And Duke Johnson, again, veteran running back, great at blitz pickup, should be on the field. I mean, he can learn. I mean, he only joined the team, what, three days ago, but he can learn enough plays to be an impact player in that Miami offense. It's not that complicated. Yeah, I mean, listen, catch football, run with football. You yeah. know, uh, that, that, that might be all the game plan is right now for Duke Johnson, so... Uh, okay. All right. Podcast one eighty two. I think it's ten nothing. We're in commercial right now. Nice. Uh we've watched Pat Mahomes overthrow. We've watched the kid in cushion. We've watched uh Mike Williams get hurt. We watched the Chargers just absolutely blow a, a red zone attempt. Uh it's been a pretty sloppy Thursday night game, I think. Yeah, um, par for the course for Thursday. Thir- yeah, exactly. Uh but it should be a good one. Remember, we have Saturday games, which means those Saturday players need to be in your starting spots and out of your flex so that if something happens on a Sunday for a Sunday player, you have more flexibility. That is what the, the position is. Uh, to be able to maneuver around and go and look for some of the sleepers, some of the dart throws that we just mentioned it, to get them in. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, a Saturday game functions the same way as does a Thursday. Like, keep yeah. the guys out of your slots or out of your flex positions because you need that. Right. Uh, it's 10 to 7. 10 to 7. Not 10 to 0. Oh, right. Because Herbert, Herbert ran that one in. Herbert ran one in. Uh, okay. And full article will be up on the up on the uh, the website. TopShelfFantasy.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. TopShelf, Evan, T-S-Y. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay Thank you.